Starts the drive, step back in the air. Oh, oh he step back and oh kiss myself. Big time plays, big, wow. big time plays. <clears throat> All right, we're back again. Live from Washington, D.C. We started the recording, but I didn't know the volume was like turned up so high that, you know, you couldn't even hear our voices. But we're back live from Washington, D.C. right now. Been here for about four hours, four or five hours. I don't know. We're currently at the wall of this is Viet- Vietnam. Vietnam War, yeah. Currently at the Thanks wall of you. Vietnam uh, slain soldiers, the memorial in D.C. We just came back from the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument. Uh, great, great attractions. I'm just kind of mad they don't have any wall outlets so I can charge my phone. <laughs> like how you got, no, how you the 16th president and got no wall outlets. But yeah, so we're uh, standing in amazement of how many names are on this wall right now. And they fit all of them in there. Yes. Like that's really impressive. Like All the way to the smallest stone. That's, that's really impressive yeah. right there. But yeah, let's talk about uh, DC again. How much? What we like about it? What we don't like about it? We just we're here for like four or five hours. I'll let uh oh follow me on Instagram at Little Bank Theory. This is episode 112 right now. Follow me on Instagram at Little Bank Theory. Follow the podcast page at Pod and Chill Show. And Vanessa Valley as as usual. Go ahead. So we're in Washington DC, Washington District of Columbia, right now. And I'm with Kelly. Mr. Kelly, I'm Duff No Beer, aka Michael McDuffie. You can follow me on Instagram at Duff No Beer. Uh, yeah. So we just came from the Lincoln Memorial. We just came from the Vietnam War um, Memorial, where all the soldiers' names are listed. Uh, it's pretty dope. You know what I mean? It's a good experience. Um, it's my first time in D.C. It's a lot of big um, monuments. I'm not. I'm gonna keep saying um because it's new to me. I'm just amazed from everything. I'm enjoying myself right now. Currently, we're walking to the White House right now. It's very beautiful in D.C. The women are very beautiful, very beautiful black women. The walking is not that bad. It may seem like a long time, but you, everything is within walking distance. If you know the map and the coordination of D.C., and we didn't, so we just Ubered everywhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's very clean. Not a lot of litter, barely none. We only seen one dog. So it's not a lot of dog poop in the grass. That's what's up. Yeah, Capitol Hill is very huge. <laughs> very, you can see that from any part of DC where you at. It's just in the middle. It's like the staple. The Lincoln Memorial has some very uh, hefty ass steps that we had to walk up. Now we're on Constitution Avenue, 21st Street. I know y'all hear the traffic. There's a hot dog stand on the corner. And if we make it right, we're gonna be at the White House pretty soon. You can talk. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to the White House right now. Oh, tell them about the 60 seconds on the uh, walking. Oh, yeah, in Washington, D.C., when you cross the street on a green light, they give you 60 seconds. We're about to get by a car right now. <laughs> we're, we're live on the go right now, we're so if you hear... Right now, so you hear cars. you hear any live traffic, any uh, bombings, whatever. <laughs> oh, we're about to get some MAGA merch. See how much that costs. Walking by a concession stand right now, got MAGA. Gear. It's not even real FBI gear. They sell it MAGA hats right across the street from the White House. That's fire. But yeah, we're on our way. On our way over to the uh, the old White House. We've been walking for about where? This way. Okay. Yeah, we've been walking for about five hours. So if we sound a little tired, uh, dehydrated, that's the reason. I got to take a leak and charge my phone. Smells like but fresh yeah. mulch. Yeah, fresh mulch in the morning. Uh, yeah, DC is really clean. 
no trash at all anywhere compared to where I live at, where we live at. Uh, I couldn't live here though because I'm, I'm assuming like the price to live here is really high. Everybody seems like they like go to Yale or some shit. I don't know. I just don't fit. I wouldn't fit in over here. No. Yeah, beautiful women though. Uh, shout out to them. The black women. I didn't look at the uh, the other white women and stuff, but yeah, we're on our way to the White House. <laughs> so far, uh, when we got, so when we first got off the bus, we realized that DC has real crackheads. I mean, we have real crackheads in Philadelphia, but DC crackheads have like white lips. Like you, they fit the stereotype of what a crackhead is. Ours are hidden in disguise. So. We hop off the bus. There's a guy trying to sell us FBI gear. There's a random African guy that's willing to take pictures with us. That's posted on Instagram. Y'all can see it on Lil Bang Theory or my Instagram. I got a highlight. We sound pretty, uh, we're walking right now on the go, so don't mind our breaths if you can hear them. But yeah, it's beautiful atmosphere. I couldn't, we couldn't fit in definitely because everybody wearing suit and ties and shit. I mean, we're in a tourist, we're in a gentrified area. The slavery area slaves built 90% of this shit so I think we deserve to enjoy enjoy this <laughs> there's a lot of concession stands that selling fake mega gear I'm about to confront them about it then <laughs> you see how that goes <laughs> we're gonna see how it goes live on the podcast hey uh, man why are you selling these uh <laughs> just interview somebody but we'll, we'll let them be fuck it um yeah we just gotta find somewhere to charge phones right now I can't live without my phone. No. Um, yeah, we're just trying to locate the White House at the moment so we can, so we can yeah, blow it really up. They give you a minute and two seconds to cross the street. That is courteous as hell. In Philadelphia, we get .3 seconds. Yeah, this Phila- is different. Philadelphia, they give you like 10 seconds to cross. Yeah, man, I just like D.C. It's a, it's a great tourist city. If you ever want to take somebody out there. Oh, it's um, a nice day in place. It's beautiful to take your little lady or something. Yeah, we went to the Botanic Gardens, too. Great, Ooh. some uh, nice plants. We want to look at a nice plant. Um, what else I was going to say? Uh, the best pizza spot so far that I tried. Uh, we the Pizza or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, We the Pizza. I got two slices. Fucking amazing. One of the best slices I ever had. I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. One bite. You already know the rules. Shout out to uh, Prez. But yeah, man, just gotta get something to drink though. Right now, I'm thirsty as a motherfucker. Yeah, uh, find something to drink, find a charger, and somewhere to sit. Then we uh, we back in Philly at eat. Back to go to Philadelphia. Oh, I got one more thing to say. Okay, so we get off the bus. It's a lot of bikes. It's a lot of bikes laying around, and it's a lot of fucking motor scooters. Here. So the thing is, you can leave it wherever you want, and somebody else can pick it up. That's what I'm guessing. And that's what the guy was telling us in Uber. I don't know. The Uber drivers are moving pretty funny around here. I'm pretty uh, skeptical about them. But yeah, they, niggas just parking their bikes everywhere. This is Philadelphia. That shit would have been stolen ASAP. But I guess it's a very trusty city. Niggas got Trump in office right now, so he on top of their head. But yeah, they got motor vehicles everywhere. And you can ride on the sidewalk, which you can't do in Philadelphia. So that's crazy. But we got plenty of picks coming. The White House. That's not the White House, that's brown. I think it's still up here. Cause it was a while, we walked a while, so that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll check back in if we got anything else to say. Shout out to DC. Uh shout out to Greyhound. We we used to I think the recording device, people think it's like a, a explosive device, so they just looking at us funny. <laughs> yeah, we gotta just walk past us like skeptical about to call the police on us. We can't get too close to the White House with this exposed. <laughs> so I'm gonna put this back in my backpack. 
Um, yeah, shout out to the Washington Monument too. We walking by it right now. Shout out to Martin Luther King. We just stood on the same place that he gave the I Have a Dream speech. That was really, uh, really touching to me. I shot, um, I fuck with Martin Luther King. Um, yeah, man. We'll be back. We'll be back. And we are back uh, with the podcast and chill show, live from DC. This is a live recording, as y'all hear it. I'm your host, co-host for the day, and hopefully next week. Uh, Duff No Bear, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Alongside, I'm with Lil Bang Theory right now. He's on his phone. We just got our phones charged up in DC Station currently. Uh, yeah, so we just came back from the White House on bikes, or oh, well, mopeds, wherever they are, motor scooters. We also visited Lincoln. We, we caught a D, uh, Uber back, and then we're back at the Amtrak because our phones were dying. We just ate at uh, this Chinese spot. How was the Chinese spot? Did you did you enjoy the Chinese food? Yeah, the uh, bourbon chicken was amazing. Um, hopefully it wasn't Corona in it, but yeah, the chicken was good. The vegetable was good. Um, I'm just waiting to go back now. I'm charging my shit right now. But I think Duff has something to say. I don't know what it is. Oh. You got more to say? Oh, uh, I thought you were going to uh, tell the Oh, uh, was I going to tell the people something? Yeah, I was going to tell the people something. Yeah, I was just doing a recap. That's pretty much everything. So now we're just chilling at this dusty-ass station. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, um, it's filled up with a lot of fiends and dope addicts, but that's typical for an uh, urban city. That's D.C., even though it's got a political side. It also has the um, uh, poverty-stricken side. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So we're just here right now, Amtrak Station. Gate F. I mean, by the time y'all listening, y'all not going to know where we at, but yeah. So we're just waiting for our bus, charging our phones up. If you listen to this, leave a rating and review. Make sure you subscribe. Um, Damn, I don't, I don't know what else to say right now. How was my day? I read my day. Uh, my day was a good 8.9 out of 10. The only reason why I didn't give it a higher score is because the weather here looked like Seattle. Yeah, definitely cloudy. We didn't see the sun all day. Um, spent forever looking for out, uh, plug outlets. Just found one, luckily. But yeah, it's a great city. I fuck with it. Very clean. Favorite part about it was the scooters. We need those in Philadelphia. Um, not much more to say. No more. Uh, this episode, we got a guest. Uh, hopefully, he shows up tomorrow, but it should be cool. Uh, do you know? Should be right after this, I guess. I don't know. Um, we should be coming back soon, though. I don't know when. I'm trying to come here every week, though. Shit fire. We'll have a tour guide next time. We'll have somebody to take us on a tour. She knows who she is. Yep. She knows who she is. We already set plans for it. So that's it. And this is our guest. I don't know his name, so I'm going to find out tomorrow. And it's now. <laughs> Modern day. We're okay right now. I was yeah. trying to figure out the one I was probably, broken I from last week. He just coming after that. He, he just that boy. He doing his thing. All right, we're on. He did an interview with Rick Rubin. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did? I saw, like, the thumbnail for it. All right, we're on. We're recording, so don't say anything. Um, You know, that would be racist or anything. So. <laughs> um, it's episode 112 of the Podcast and Chill Show. I'm cool. It's for today and next week at Lil Bank Dury on Instagram. Follow me there as well as the podcast page that's in my bio. That really really helpful for uh, growing our, our podcast at Pod and Chill Show. And I'm here with my co-host as well. 
Oh yeah, I'm your second co-host. Uh, you can call me Duff No Beer. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, possibly Snapchat. If you listen to this on um, SoundCloud or Apple Music, make sure you leave a rate and review, and make sure you subscribe. Make sure it's not in the way of the camera. The laptop. Probably not. Uh, yeah, we're joined by two guests. Came in onesies, I believe. First time ever. First time. Think. Uh, first time for everything, I guess. Um, one in a Superman onesie. One is in a sh- uh, Baby Shark onesie. Is that your uh, favorite song, Baby Shark? No, no. <laughs> no, we just thought we wear these onesies because, like, who wears a onesie in an interview, you know? I mean, yeah, it's something new. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking our fans, shark, our fans are going to like it, uh, <laughs> hopefully. But, you know, we got Shark Boy and uh, – I ain't going to say love. <laughs> <laughs> shark yeah. Boy and uh, – you, you can introduce yourselves again. Um, I'm Alex or Xander Cho, and I'm one half of a band three, named 359. Yeah, my name's Azaris. Um, the other half, three fifty nine. Instagram handle is Azaris A Z A R I S dot Kiwi. Catch me on Instagram, and um, yeah, yeah, I'll follow you after the uh, interview. I don't follow you yet. Yet, um, how did you come up with the the group name? Is it a rap group or like um, it, alternative? It's more of an alternative uh, group, mm-hmm. and the name derived from uh, there was like a. So it was like I think around the '60s or '50s, mm-hmm. there was like a um, there was like a school and there was like a track race. Uh, there's a, phys- a physicist named Roger Bannister, and like there was a um, it was it was believed that you couldn't run a mi- like one mile under four minutes because it is said that like if you if you push your body to an ex- like so much to an extent, um, it causes like a cardiac attack and your heart can explode. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he um, he tried to challenge himself in doing so, uh, he ran a time the time uh, record of three minutes and fifty nine seconds, and it was like point zero four milliseconds too. Yeah, yeah, I believe. And, and um, we we use that just cause like, well, what came out of it was not only did he just you know break a record, um, like right after that you know had other people break the record. Mm-hmm. Now the time is shorter to run that the same distance. Yeah, it's and it's uh you know it caused this domino effect where not only did he surpass that you know he went through the turbulence where it was just like oh like you're not going to be able to run that you know he's like oh yeah. well i did it and now everybody else does it so this 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 domino effect of inspiration occurred yeah i was watching a video on that about like is it even possible to go like faster than let's say like two minutes 30 seconds two minutes like do you think there's a point that there's going to be a, a time that's impossible to break or like is there is going to be somebody that can break it i i, I think the the point is that, you know, to go beyond your limits, mm-hmm. you know, kind of go like plus ultra, kind of push beyond yourself. And, you know, again, two Camden kids making up, creating a band together yeah. and saying like, oh, we can do all the stuff that the industry is doing, publish an, publish an album, um, have actual good quality music, you know, teach ourselves how to mix, how to master, how to produce. Yeah. And, and then somebody else is going to listen to us and they're going to be inspired as well. Like, oh, these guys did it, you know. Let, let's let's you know somebody else is gonna get the inspiration yeah i mean that's a great meaning behind the name i wasn't expecting that it's just 359 but really uh some thought put, put behind it i like it so you say you make like alternative type music yeah yeah so it's it's a alternative indie hip-hop like, like pop electro pop uh there's a little reggae influences in it mm-hmm. um and then there's like slam poetry in it too yeah well okay cool so um I tried to do research on you guys' band. You guys' music is no longer on Apple Music, I believe. I tried to look for it. 
Uh, the link wasn't working, but I did find your music on uh, YouTube. Oh, right, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, should, it should be on most should be platforms. Most but platforms. We'll, we'll check out the Apple uh, Music thing. Yeah, yeah, because I tried to click the link, the hyperlink, and it didn't go anywhere. It said it was like no longer in this region, but it okay, was, it was okay. found on YouTube, though. Okay. Yeah, and the two music videos I saw, I actually liked it. Uh, liked it. It's okay. good production. I like the writing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> Who are you guys' um, musical inspirations? Um, A lot of my... Inf- All right, so if I were to break down my influences with four people, like splitting two between artists and then two producers, um, for the producers, I'd say Kanye. Mm. Um, I just want to put him in the producers category because, like... His shit's crazy. Yeah. It's very experimental. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second person, producer-wise, would have to be um, uh, Pharrell Williams. Mm. Um, and for the other two, art- artist-wise, it definitely Andre 3000. Because uh, I love his vocal inflections mm-hmm. for how and how he spits. And the second one uh, would have to be um, Kuomo Rivers from Weez- Weezer. Mm. Oh, that was the second. Uh, you said yeah. rapper. You said. Uh no, it's just, it's just uh, music. Artists. Oh, artists. artists. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a um, wide, wide span of musicians you have there. You have Kanye, uh, Andre Three Thousand, somebody from Weezer. Um, hold yeah, his, his head's usually so all over the place. He he got he got so many adaptations, but <laughs> it builds up beautiful characteristics in him. Yeah, who first introduced you to those, to those type of like musicians? Like, where how did you um, experience those growing up? It it also like for me it started because like when I was a kid, I was, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure like people, kids had this face. They're like, oh, like I was like a Michael Jackson poser, so I would just like moonwalk and just wear like the fedora. I mean, you all at some point in our lives and um, did a little hee hee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, um, <laughs> I got a little chamo like like 2000s like R and B. Mm-hmm. And like hip hop and stuff like, like Ludacris or like Nelly, and like Chris Brown like, and then I came across Outkast and I was like, oh shit, this is dope. Yeah. And that's like when the era like when you know when Eminem like came along and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I really want to. I'm not. I'm gonna. I want to mimic that, but uh, develop uh, a sound of my own, f- coming d- like coming from that, and it was just so beautiful because like. Uh, like music can really like touch us in like so, in like ways that's just like amazing. I was just like, dude, this is this is the one. I was just like, it was just more. It was like during the time where I wanted to develop my sound, like trying to find my own sound. Mm-hmm. How old are you two guys? Cause you're like, yeah, I'm currently 22. 22. How old are you? That 19. Mm. Yeah, your musical like taste, I would say, is for someone that's older than like mm-hmm. 19. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even mentioned my artists yet. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of young people that like don't even listen to Andre 3000, Outkast. It was a a point uh, like a couple years ago they booed Outkast at one of those like festivals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's one of your musical inspirations. Yeah. Um, did you grow up in a type of environment that was like rich in those type of musical sounds, or um, did you just you just uh, broke out off of that branch of where you grew I, up? Yeah, I did. I broke I broke off of the off of that branch, mm-hmm. and like m- my parents like. Uh, they they don't listen to like they don't listen to like 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 like, like modern music. Yeah. So like like classical and stuff. They yeah. they keep the ground like their generation keeps uh, keeps keeps the ground for me. Mm-hmm. So I I, I appreciate that. I took that from you actually. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it was just me. It was just me wandering. It was just me wa- like 
just me like exploring uh, like exploring things like in like different culture. categories and yeah. different genres in general yeah well for me for me growing up you know um, I'm Hispanic I'm Puerto Rican mm-hmm. so like had a lot of different music coming in out of my life but my pops you see he was he was a graffiti artist who bounced around between Philly and Camden uh, uh-huh. back in the day he actually pioneered a lot of the graffiti that you know developed into into now and um he used to listen to a lot of Grandmaster Flash and um LL Cool J so like that, that was bumping when I was when I was young yeah. and and you know I, I would say that that's a good inspiration for me especially the way I lyrically flow and the way I kind of like just try to drop something new or try to be you know be on a be a step ahead of myself mm-hmm. and I, I'm typically like that uh so I would say uh those those are some really huge inspirations and then you know another one would be Linkin Park mm-hmm. uh and Eminem so like you know put it all together you know you, you kind of can embody a Zaris in a way but I, I still put my own sounds out there with my own slam poetry yeah I'm a big Eminem fan but I would say though like in terms of breaking off from the branch of like the environment that you're raised in it's kind of hard to uh, try to, to listen to different types of music genres of music because like the people that raise you are going to force you to listen to what's accepted in their society say you live in the Calabasas Hills and stuff they're not going to listen to rap that much so it's hard to break free from that to um, right. yeah, go to yeah. something different. If you live in the hood, I say they, it's um it's, it's accepted that you have to listen to rap, and like if say you listen to Linkin Park or even like uh like fucking Adele or somebody, they're gonna laugh at you. Right so now, you gotta get to a point. You gotta be you know confident to find your own right things now, that you I like. Feel like um, the world's very saturated, so mm-hmm. like everybody's like open to everything. There's like there's only there's like diversity everywhere, and you can't just drop everybody like that. You know, it's, it's some. It's, it's you know, it's just like he said. You know, we're we have these little tags on us because of the way we grew up. Yeah. It's like you know that that's gonna stick with us. Like just because we know that we're in this area where you know we grew up in a in an environment where you know poverty enriched and yeah. and rap culture is just all around. So we're we're obviously gonna you know develop that in our own way. Not start singing some like throat songs like we, we in the Himalayas and then, like, something <laughs> like that. So yeah, well, rap is pop music right now though. So it's it, I agree. That's that's the one genre of music that's probably going to be everywhere at this point in a uh, period in time you can you can you can uh, listen to it anywhere like in the hood in the calabasas hills you yeah, listen yeah. to it in the himalayas like it's just gonna <laughs> it's gonna sound good anywhere i wonder, I wonder what himalayas rap sounds like it's fucking terrible. yeah you got this, you got this a bunch of sheep <laughs> <laughs> bunch of sheep and lambs only thing i know about the himalayas is the pink salt you, you ever heard about that the pink salt like like the like the they they make salt lamps out of them. Yeah, no, it's yeah. just salt that you put on food. It's just pink. That's all. Uh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just like, I'm just going off what y'all are saying. It's just like wherever region you win is that's the music that represents. Like if you go to New York, you're not going to really hear a lot of rock music probably because New York is the home of hip hop. So so basically, it depends where region you win, what type of music that influences around uh, that your surroundings. Yeah. So, uh, um. Yeah. So do I mean, you Lincoln Park, Lincoln, Lincoln Park, them Brooklyn boys. Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Park. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, some current event news. We got the coronavirus is like continuing to spread. Do you fear the coronavirus, or is it something that you think the media is just stirring up a big bunch of nothing as they always do with uh, these type of diseases? Well, I mean, as you know, as H. P. Lovecraft says, man, the mankind only fears one huge thing, and that's to fear the unknown. Mm, and you know, it, yeah. and you know, like that's 
it's not it's not present in everybody but when when you start to adapt it you know like i have a business i have, I have a, a side business not a side business it was one of my main businesses it's melendez marketing you know i do digital marketing for companies for nonprofits, mm-hmm. and it's like for me it's like i don't i don't know how those clients are going to react it's like okay now we have this you know corvid 18 coronavirus out there and it's like some businesses got to close down I can't start doing some of my digital marketing uh, for for these nonprofits if they're not even open, if yeah. they're not worried about that. They're like, oh, we're not worried about what to put on social media. And, you know, the only thing that that would strike back to me is like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make money this month or maybe money next month because now these clients aren't worried about that. They're worried about, you know, their HR representatives getting, to, getting in touch with everybody so that they can say, all right, oh, look, we got to – this is our new action plan that we're commencing because of, of the coronavirus, you know, we don't know that in the next month that we're all probably going to get quarantined or, you know, something's going to happen according to that. So, again, it's just that fear of the unknown, but I'm, I'm not really afraid. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say the same. Like, for me, it's just like, yeah, for, for like, in my case, um, a lot of schools, like, uh, like, a lot of, like, New Jersey schools, like, they're all, like, being closed or, like, their, like, spring breaks are, like, extended, like, for, like, colleges. Mm-hmm. And, um... Like nobody had, uh, nobody knows what's going on, and like, he, I mean, I'd rather just j- jump into the chaos and see where it goes, but still, like, s- like stay hygienically in check. Like, no shit. Like, yeah, I think <laughs> they're closing everything, so it's better to be safe than sorry, because you don't want kids to get sick. You know, then they take it home and spread it to their parents, and it just be- creates a big cycle of you know, the yeah, parents. How, how you guys feeling about it? At the moment, I'm not scared of it because there's not that many cases in America. That like you know, it's not going to be like in Philadelphia by tomorrow, which is going rampant. So I'm not I'm not going too crazy over. It. I'm not also like out here shaking people's hands every day, um, kissing random people. But like, I don't know. I'm I'm always been hygienic. I'm not just you know, not just yeah, like yeah. out in the, being in in the public. You know. Yeah, we had a case, uh, the first case in Cherry Hill, so in Jersey now. Yes. It's a few cases of bikes popping up everywhere. Oh, yeah, man. Well, how I feel about it, I feel as though people are taking more precaution. Or are they taking the precautions they should have been taking? Like, now they're cleaning down uh, the MTA and, like, underground transportation. Mm-hmm. They're doing mm-hmm. uh, double cleans down when they should have been doing that regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't – I'm not scared of anything, so it really doesn't affect me, but I'm just afraid of the things that it can affect. Like uh, the stock market, I invest in stocks. The stocks is doing bad right now, so I lost money so far. It affects everything around me, so that's what affects me. The the yeah, the effect. Yeah. So that's pretty much everything. Uh, I don't wash. I mean, I don't shake people's hands. I wash my hands regularly, so it doesn't really have a huge effect on me because I've been doing things that people should have been doing. Like you're not supposed to shake everybody's hand. Yeah. You're always supposed to wash your hands after you finish doing something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really affect me. It's just the effects of everything else. That affects me. Yeah, like yeah. the school's closing down, NBA, that's entertainment. <sighs> Just a lot of things, you know? Yeah, like everything's getting shut down. Everything's getting shut down, but except not, for the airport. Not the student debt. Not the student debt. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> paying student debt. It came out today. I paid debt every two weeks. So mm-hmm. my student loans still came out. The coronavirus didn't stop the money. <laughs> Should have. Yeah, that's the only thing I fear is the after effect of everything. Do you guys feel like, uh, that this is planned or you feel like it's coincidental planned well so it started in the the huan market yeah in uh, the white market in china yeah yeah Yeah. so like that's that's that you know people not people i'll say uh china residents you know taking in animal meat that they shouldn't be consuming yeah and you know i'm i'm 
I'm close to what you can qualify as a vegan because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. eat meat. And, uh, you know, so, so you can see, like, when, when unnatural uh, pollution starts to occur within our society, something's going to happen out of that. Yeah, exactly. That's a virus or, you know, something, un- not not to say it's unnatural because it's all natural events, but something that we could have been, been avoiding. Something supposed to be consumed. Yeah, yeah, consume and, it anyway. Like, and, you know, that starts to, to mess with the DNAs mm-hmm. of, of humans. And now, you know, it comes out in a form of pneumonia and... You know now, now we gotta all avoid that as it mutates and as scientists begin to, to mm-hmm. just develop more. So you know, I, I'm I'm gonna say it's a natural thing. You know, I can't I can't be, say yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and uh, conspiracize just because I really don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, people just think that their health isn't an issue until they get sick. So that's probably the main main problem. Like you, people that don't get, do checkups like before the coronavirus outbreak. No one, nobody does the checkup before, but now they want to go to the hospital just to make sure. But you should have been doing it in previous decades, but you know. <laughs> and you know, buying up all the uh, hand sanitizer. Like, why? Why wasn't the hand sanitizer empty before? Exactly. That would that would make more sense. Not a flex on anybody, but I've been washing my hands with soap before. Oh, uh, you're you're, a, you're <laughs> an OG at washing <laughs> your hands. Yeah. It's new to a lot of people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it'll be like. It'll be dealt with in America by the end of this year. Like it's like you're 37 years old. You're like, I don't know how to wash my hands. Yeah, I got to do it for 20 seconds. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> dang, damn, they cancel esports over in China too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Are you big um gamers or you? Used to be. Used to be. Used to be. What sport did you well? Did you do you call it esports like those type of games e-sports. that they play? Like, yeah. Oh well, you know, I, I was I was I was playing video games before like esports, and it was it was more of a hobby, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like sport like for me. You know, again, you know, I was gunning down people in Call of Duty when I was young, and I was screaming at the screen, but um. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> and uh, but um, at that at that point, but uh, um, I still I still feel for the the community in general, especially like um, we got like E three being canceled as well. Yeah, I heard about got, that. Yeah, so like, just just invents what which promote you know people's satisfaction, whatever they want to dive into, whatever whatever thing distracts them from the actual actual world. You know, that's that's their own thing, and and uh you know, and I still support it. I, t- I try to play video games here and there, but now I'm more in, in the developing projects kind of side of my of my life where I'm I'm looking looking more within myself. So I'm saying like. You know, I kind of might, I might want to develop a video game in the future. Mm-hmm. Let me lay out some storylines, or let me learn something today that I can use tomorrow. No, are you a gamer? Uh, yeah, like my interests like switched like from from video games to music. Oh yeah, um, I was more of a I was more of a Nintendo head. Like I didn't. I mean, yeah, I was a Nintendo head. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't get a PlayStation until like when I was like eleven. So I was I was a squeak. I was still a squeaker. So, um, <laughs> like I would just. Yeah, I, sh- I had like an N64 and the GameCube, so I would play like Smash Brothers Melee and then uh, Ocarina at times, like the Zelda game. And, but yeah, and then uh, interest, uh, my taste in video games expanded even more. Mm-hmm. And then like, I, looking back from it, it's more of like a sense of nostalgia now. And like, I also like pay attention to like, their, like the soundtracks to games. So I use that as like a... Like it's more like a an inference. Yeah, like a like a resource reference. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It comes up a lot in our music as well. So you know, it's it's uh, video games was one of our is our biggest inspiration. So we we kind of talked about it, and it's like um, we will use samples here and there, play around with different things and different ideas. Yeah. 
Yeah, what about like, what do you think about like full time gamers that's making like millions of dollars off YouTube and stuff? Do you think that's a a serious like career path that kids can make in life? Like some people they did they did like they say forget school I can just be the next PewDiePie I'm a I would be on video games for twenty hours a day. Yeah, you I, think that's smart? Yeah, I definitely think you can. It, it's more of a persona that you can develop for yourself. If if you can actually get an audience, we're musicians. Mm-hmm. We get an audience, we create personas, we put it out there. That's, that's what the market's all about. And mm-hmm. anything that you do where you need where you need an audience, it's about creating something that's consumable for a market. Yeah. And and um, but for them, all, all praise to that because it's, it's easy to monetize yourself in a video game industry now, especially you got like Twitch, and you have all these kind of plugins and computer scientists who just open up these different kind of plugins and uh, software that you can now use and, and it's just like conventions to like actually promote your work too like vidcon yeah vidcon twitchcon yeah. like you know and i feel like it's almost the same avenue as being a musician now you know and even like when, as time gets on like you know 10 years 20 years it's going to be a much more accessible thing that you can do you know you, you're you're born into this world so much technology to consume and take around you. Mm-hmm. You come, you, you hit it onto the internet, you start live streaming, and stiff stuff just starts kicking off, and that's that's what it's all about, you know, using our technology to our advantage. Yeah. How do you two go about growing your audience in like in the music world? How do you promote yourselves? It's it's going to be um, a series of uh, social media posts for right now. Word of mouth. We we were we were stuck in a in a kind of a like a project hole. Yeah. We wanted to we wanted to focus on the project. But uh, again, I do digital marketing, so yeah. I have I have a my own company and all the skills that I've been learning from working with these nonprofits and kind of diving into the statistics, the insights that you know um, Facebook, Instagram promotes, which I think are just two, I would say, flourishing platforms, and it's just because of how many people are using these, these you know, using social media, you know, use it to communicate with one another, post about themselves, and um, but. But we already have a plan to kind of roll out with social media posts. Um, there's, there's going to be a film that kind of tags along with the, school, the Ghost of a Scholar album that's going to be releasing this, this Sunday. So, um, you know, we're going to be using a lot of material, a lot of video material to kind of push out there as long as and the website as well. Uh, do you guys study other uh, upcoming artists? Do you study like their social media, how they uh, operate? Their strategy? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like what whatever we want to really dive into. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get into into the 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 specs of you know doing our social media because it would be something like you know we'll we'll target people who we think will listen to our music. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, but we won't try to like I guess leech off of others. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to mimic other people's come ups. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a resource. You yeah. Know? Just like you know, we we you look you look at it some kind of tight beat on the internet. You're like, oh, I'm gonna try to recreate this type beat, mm-hmm. come up with a whole, you know, whole track, but um, but yeah. So for us, it's it's kind of gonna follow the strategy I use as, a, as in my own business. You know, create the same model. Um, we already studied so much on you know being able to get royalties from this, so that when we get to this stage, it's not gonna be a flop. You know, where we're actually once we start rolling out the social media posts, you know, you, uh, Facebook has an ad platform. Facebook owns Instagram. So when once you combine those platforms together. You're, all you got to do is pay up. Um, you would pay like uh, to boost your post, or create an actual ad based around your post to show it to other people. Mm-hmm. So it's being, you know, it's exposing, and that that exposure kind of just gradually uh, increases your social media channels. And uh, for us, we're not we're not gonna roll out until after the album comes out. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like a little little minuscule right now, but um, we plan on uh, 
boosting ourselves up um, around like once the, the album drops. And then going into May, we plan on doing our own tour. So like, you know, a lot of a lot of so that development is going to occur around there. Warp tour. Warp tour. It's going to be a, a vastly warped local, tour. Uh, local Philly, <laughs> New Jersey. We're going to be warping people's minds. <laughs> um, yeah, you shouldn't copy someone else come up because it's not going to, I don't think it'll ever work out in the long term for you. Like it, in in every in any field of like whatever you do, music, podcasting, um, trying to be a gamer, you shouldn't copy someone because one, one people are going to notice that you're copying. They're going to be like, oh, you're you're copying uh, this certain YouTuber and whatnot. And other, you're just going to um, you're you're going to run out of things to copy. Really, you're yeah. not gonna, you don't you didn't take the time to build up who you are, so you're just going to forget, and it's just going to be it's going to end terribly for you. So shout out to designer. Um, remember designer, you copy a future, you don't even mm-hmm. remember. This is like I've heard, I've your, heard before your time. Uh, it's like, um, it's like, no, yeah, we 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 promote our podcast, I would say, in a different way than other Philadelphia podcasters do. I see a lot of people try copy like Joe Budden's way of promoting. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, you just got to be original in everything that you do, and you know, it'll it'll work out in the in long in the long run, and you'll be more happy with yourself, which is always important. So yeah, before we started this podcast, we did the same thing. But what we did, we studied all the surrounded podcasts around us, and we felt as though we uh, made them our competition, like unknowingly. So we started off studying all other podcasts, seeing what they did, and see what game got them traction. And we did everything opposite from what they did. Mm. So that's how we uh, built our audience, and we see who listens to that type of podcast and what type of people we do. So that's how we basically market. Uh, we do everything organic. We uh, look for new ways. Yeah, that's, that's that's all we do. Yeah, we just market differently. That's how we do it. Just go against what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of find what, what works for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, you guys create your personas, find your audience, you know, and it'll adapt. So what is your two, like, end goal with this album right here? You want to, are you looking to sell as many or, like, get as many streams as possible or hopefully get a deal with a record label? What's your, what's your end goal? Um, and music in general. I think that... The impact that we want to make with this project is more of just having people to listen to it uh, from from front to back and reflect on reflect on like this uh, reflect on the songs in general like um, because uh, a main theme in the, the album is definitely uh, the quality of life and and like uh, so Ghost of a Scholar so to in con- the short context, so basically, it's the idea of a oneself is like a scholar, and as you as you progress through life, you attain you obtain knowledge, whether it's through experience, relationships, family, friends, or any like events or some sorts, mm-hmm. and you make sure you apply um, with that knowledge that you have, you apply it to yourself, whether it's in like success or, um, or like. For one's for oneself, like one's happiness, or like anything in general, mm-hmm. um, and for this album, like in the very end, like once you listen to it from beginning to end, it's more of just um, just putting it putting down whatever device that you're listening to, and it's just like um, you really reflect like reflect to your life and what you know, just uh, it's like a self like it's like a recovering kind of process. But. Yeah. So like. Um you know, in an album, it's not to say like, "Oh, this is a set of rules. Listen to the rules and listen. This is what you guys are supposed to get out of it." It's almost your own interpretation. But you know, you know going um, going off what Alex said, you know, "Ghost of a Scholar" is that embodiment. 
you know, and for us, it's almost like we're writing our own obituaries. Like we know we're all going to die. We know, you know, you know, that that idea can become scary if you're sustainable to it or, you know, you're you revolve around that. But um, as a scholar, we all we all, you know, grow up. We learn stuff, learn from what's around us. You know, we become programmed by all these th- all the all of our parents, from our friends, family and just the surrounding nature that we're in. You know, earlier we talked about just rap culture being adapted to us because of where we're at. Yeah. And that's exactly what the scholar is. You know, they go around studying books, you know, studying, we're, we're studying social media platforms, we're studying our competition. And, you know, those things make all of us scholars. And this is kind of, you know, to really reflect on it, really reflect on how we're all living and how we're all kind of uh, adaptive with the world. Because then you can say, oh, I developed this persona which, you know, is pretty much the ego that kind of is face front from the actual real life that kind of drives and pushes us to experience the physical world around us. And Ghost of a Scholar is supposed to kind of embody that. You know, we have this, this, this spoken word that kind of has me breaking down in a way where it's not like, oh, you know, you're not going crazy. Nobody in the world can probably officially go crazy. You can be, we're all just actors on a stage, and that's exactly what you should feel like. You know, you should you shouldn't let the anxiety just drive you because you're taking it. You're taking some kind of future event very serious, or you shouldn't be depressed because you take some kind of past event very serious. And it's like just live in the present moment because you, again, these are, this is we're, we literally wrote our own obituaries at this point because you know we look back through this, you know, years years ahead. If the internet's still up, people will look back and you know check out Ghost of a Scholar, and it's it's you know probably be two dead guys by that time, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it, it embodies that. It embodies what it really means to kind of just go through the world just so you can learn that one important aspect or multiple important aspects. Yeah. I never, like, heard heard it put that way. Like, um, a piece of music is written as an obituary. Mm. That's a um, good way of, like, you know, putting it. Uh, do you believe that, like, there's there's an afterlife after you die? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Are you an atheist? No, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, like, oh, atheist. God. I'm not really... Not really about religion, but I'm I'm deeply into like um, Asian culture, you know, um, Indian culture, mm-hmm. Japanese culture, and well, like, you, uh, I'm talking about Native Americans or just India and over in Asia. Indian India over oh, okay. Asia, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the Native Americans they believe in like you know spirituality and you know spirits coming to visit the uh, the living life, giving passing down knowledge and stuff like that. Yeah. So. yeah. So I'm talking more of like Buddhism, Taoism, and Hinduism. But, um, you know, again, those those are what other people said. Mm -hmm. I'm only going to say what I've experienced in this life now. And it's, I can see that that person over there died. They went down and, you know, and that's it for them. But I'm still here and I I can sense that. And for me, I'm not just going to say there's an afterlife because I want to create some fabricated story after I die. You know, who, who is to say life isn't just one straight shot of everything and this is just one version of it that we, we get to experience, one dimension that we get to embody, and that's just a physical five-sense world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I really won't agree, disagree on that idea because it's we don't, we don't really know. No one really knows, and everything's kind of just built up, and if it's just this one big thing that is life, is one big cycle, and it's one big whatever it is, then, you know, Maybe we won't embody ourselves as physical beings, but we'll become uh, closely connected to whatever life is. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. So. How did you feel when Superman died in Batman vs. Superman? No. You didn't feel no. anyway? <laughs> How did you feel? Did you cry? 
You know that feeling where you stub your toe in like a table? Like, uh-huh. without, like, put your socks on? Like, you just stub your toe and it's just like... It's painful in the moment, but you're going to get over it. But Exactly. I didn't even make it that far into the movie. I didn't make it that far into the movie to know that he died in Batman vs Superman, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was a really bad movie. But shout out to Superman. I heard the CGI was terrible with the mustache, <laughs> so I never even checked the movie oh, out yeah, just based on that because the CGI was horrible. Uh, so you guys, well, you say you're into a lot of uh, Japanese culture, so you, you guys yeah, are yeah. Into anime. I mean, Oh yeah, yeah. Anime, yeah. anime was a big impact for us as well. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Akira. Yeah. <laughs> um, What's your favorite anime? I said Akira. Yeah. Uh, you can say however you want. <laughs> Some people say Naruto, Naruto. But um, uh, favorite animes. I would say currently, you know, I, I was uh, I got into My Hero Academia. Yeah, that's real good. And uh, yeah, I think I think that embodies exactly kind of what I think in general as well. Mm. It's just definitely like you know those scenes in, when uh. You know, um, when one for all, all for one, is is embodied within Midoriya, mm-hmm. it's that same thing. It's like everything from the past is reaching up and it's just ticking, boom, 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 yeah. right into that present moment, so that he can use all that collective energy that he built up, and um, and just the character itself. You know, he he hurts himself when he uses his ability. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're, like we can say, like words are like our own samurai swords, and all of us here have the samurai sword, but how are we wielding it? Are we cutting our are we cutting ourselves with it, or are we actually using it for good? Mm. And you know, and I say like it's almost the same thing. You know, every time Doria, you know, he wants to embody this character that's like All Might, but you know, he, he's he's young. He doesn't know the actual responsibilities. Yeah. I'm not gonna say like um, I haven't been like into anime as much as I used to be now, but like close to that, it's more of like um, uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Um, they're like, so it's it's basically anime on steroids. So yeah. they're like they're like films and. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So like you know like the my neighbor Totoro yeah. and all that uh, princess Mononoke. Yeah, I love I, I love watching those 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 kind of films because like art, uh, visually they look they look amazing. Well, I wouldn't say visually because it's all like it's all illustrated, but mm-hmm. like the like color schemes and tones of it. It's just um just watching those films like Ponyo, um. Princess Mononoke, uh, like all that stuff. I I don't remember. Just, just what themes stand out for you? Um, mo- mostly, uh, I dang. So, because well, you know, I, I'm I'm a big Studio Ghibli fan, and I would say I would say the themes is definitely that kind of adventuring, actually stepping out into the world. But you know, you come across so many different obstacles, and it's you know, like ambition. It is kind of like an ambition, like you know, the same kind of reward system you kind of get from playing the video game. Like you yeah. kind of get that when you when you start to watch the film. You're like, okay, I know something. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get something yeah. out of this. You know, so, something's gonna occur. I'm gonna be. I'm either gonna embody some new kind of persona. You know, I'm either gonna start crying. I'm either gonna start being really happy. You know, never really sad when I watch one of those films. Um, uh, is Grave of the Fireflies a Ghibli film? Um, I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies is sad if y'all ever if y'all ever watch that, but uh, um, yeah, like that that's kind of what I get from those films. Yeah. Hmm. Have you watched Demon Slayer? I watch I watch a bit of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's a, well, the season is finished now, but it's a great. Well, I think it's one anime of the year. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's pretty good watch. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not an anime guy, but. 
Um, I'm into like at the moment like MCU movies. That's the, like the biggest thing that I, I um, you know, dedicate my time watching and uh, searching on the internet waves of when the next movie is going to come out, who's going to play this character and whatnot. But I'm not an anime person. Um, what's like something that you can recommend that I can start watching? You know, after Endgame, I just care about Spider Man now. Spider Man. Yeah, I I don't care about Spider. If he's in the MCU, after. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to to switch over to a different company. But mm. you know. He has one more movie, you know, on his contract right now. But yeah, what's some anime that you can suggest for like a, a new time, first time watcher of the genre? My Hero. My Hero yeah, Academia. My yeah, Hero. I heard of it. Yeah. How many like how many seasons are there or like episodes? A lot. Uh, so it's season, season four. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then they come out with a movie too. Yeah, they got yeah, two they movies got out. Movies. That's a lot. And um, but it's pretty good. Definitely um, you know the. Shonen is definitely like this category yeah. where like it, you embody these characters. It's easy watch. Yeah, it's easy watch. Yeah. It's just it's like an uprising of a character. You see him start off weak, and then you see him progress and get stronger and stronger. All shonen are basically like that, so you know it's going to be a good outcome of the character. Uh, what what did I watch? Yu Yu Hakusho was my first one I ever watched. Nice. nice. Yu Yu Hakusho was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my favorite one of all time. Right now, I'm currently reading this manhwa called Tower of God uh, that's coming out April 1st oh, it's, yeah they're making it into an anime so y'all gotta was, check out was for that was that a webcomic series yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, read, I read a bit of it yeah it came out I think 2017 yeah. released, but I'm just now catching up and reading it it's great it's a great uh, nice, great nice. Another, another anime I would say would probably be uh, Soul Eater hmm. uh, Soul Eater was really good yeah it has um, art style characters they they have so much life into them, like it, it's it's fun. Like every episode is fun. Yeah. Yeah, I just like watching animes. It's an easy watch. I don't like going to like super difficult animes when it got the like all cultures inside of it. Like something like Fate. Fate was hard to watch for me. Uh, I never seen them. Yeah, it's difficult. A lot of CGI and stuff like that. I mean, a show that hopefully we all can agree on is Adventure Time. I like Adventure Time. The storyline was crazy. The culture inside of it, so much things inside. The uh, Adventures of Finn and Jade. What's the name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That, that, they're coming back. Uh, they're, I think they're doing like a, they're renewing a season of, of Adventure Time. I think it's like a Showtime exclusive, mm. like although, an HBO exclusive. Although the uh, guy that played Finn, he got too old or something like that for his voice. That's what I, I think I've read before. Like he outgrew his voice because he was Shotter, young, right? yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. they say he got too old, so I don't know if they're casting a new voice actor or what. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, but Adventure Time, Adventure Time's a good show. Yeah. It actually inspired a good amount of the the work we put into the album, and um, even our you know three fifty nine band when when we kind of formed, it was like all right, we, you know we got ukuleles, we like we like the sound of ukulele, you know, we we gonna insert some sounds of a uh, some bemo. Into our tracks, so if you guys listen to the, the EP, you know we we kind of we kind of slipped a lot of that content in there. There's um, there's also a BMO reference in the Ghost of a Scholar. It's in love. It's in the one of our songs. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys into Rick and Morty? I think that's the the best animated show of like all time. Just amazing show. That's like How do you feel about it? I, I love Rick and Morty. It's yeah. just it's just amazing. <laughs> Wasn't there like a there was like an episode where um. I think Morty was in a, like a simulation game. Uh-huh. It was like the the life of Roy. The Roy. Yeah, yeah. And 
That was on a recent recent season or yeah, I know I know what you're talking yeah. about, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a lot of thought put put behind it. It's like a really smart show. It's like you you're not gonna get every episode the first watch, but you can rewatch them, you know, as many times as you want. You'll find something new yeah. every well, time you watch it. I, I like the idea because it's like you have this existentialism, mm-hmm. but then you got kind of like this profoundness that they like to play with. And it's like it's it's not really profound because it's that that comedy aspect that they try to jump into there just makes it like okay it, it, this is this is a fun fun show but these concepts and ideas are only still just concepts and ideas and I think that's what I like about the show. Yeah, I like the artwork too. It's really creative. Like how do you come up with different you know models of whatever? Yeah, you, you ever see like the first uh, like the um, what was it the, the pilot? That was the only episode I don't like, but after that, I like every episode. I noticed, like, some animated, like, shows that everybody tends to like, look, the majority of the art style is very simplistic. Yeah. It's nothing too crazy. I mean, yeah, like, South Park is simplistic. Um, What else? Fucking, you can say Simpsons Family Guy. It's not too crazy. Yeah, because they stem off that comic book era, you know, where it's, like, you know, mm-hmm. easy to read comic books, easy to make comic mm-hmm. books, and it's, like... Uh, you know, put that into a film format. You know, we got frames after frames after frames. You know, it'd be easy to develop. And um, but their their storytelling is crazy. So yeah, it is. It's off the chain. I like it. <laughs> uh, where do you think the world of TV is going to now, though? Do you you still watch TV? Do you TV, think it um, it'll even last in five years? I think it just everybody at this point went from TV to like streaming services mm-hmm. or just on YouTube. Yeah. Now. You know, some people, some people can't say it all can't say it all, and um. But I'll, I'll agree, like, it's going to get to a point where advertisements is good. You know, people, companies are going to try to put it everywhere. Where it's like, okay, you know, what's easy to access for viewers? Oh, you could be on your laptop. You know, oh, yes, come view, come view, watch our shows. We're going to drop a million advertisements into there. And there's going to be a lot of new advertisement laws, especially, like, if you've seen a lot of cyberpunk movies. It, you know, cyberpunk scene is when you have society where it's uh, capitalism yeah. and it's like, you know, you have big corporates, but then you have these really crappy um, ghettos that are still around and but there's like high tech, high technology mm-hmm. still involved. And that's that's because, you know, you have these corporates who try to make a new thing every year. Why is it, why is there another iPhone? Why can't we just make something sustainable for all of us? Dish that out to all the humans that, you know, who actually want an iPhone. And now we, we actually have something that we all can that powers up really good and lasts five to ten years. Why do I gotta get another one next year? Like I'm, I'm not gonna do that. Like you know, y'all making one, y'all making me waste my money. Two, y'all taking my awareness, my own awareness away from me because it's advertisements. Like you have to show these these LCD screens into my face just so I can buy something from you. Like nah, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. And and you know when we see that, that that become that that's just gonna take the 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 life away from life. Mm-hmm. Like you know we, we shouldn't gravitate our attention just so that. Some corporate can get bigger, and some society, can, some other small society can get smaller. And you know, again with TV, it was the same thing when it first came out. It was, it's like, oh, how much money can we make off of this? And it was just like, oh, because we want, we want to just grab people's awareness and take it away from them for our own benefits. Yeah, um, I would say these big companies are evil, but they're smart at the same time because like they purposely make devices break that break in one or two years, so you can come back and buy another one. Or they purposely make items that they know you'll lose, so then you have to come re- buy a replacement. Yeah, like Apple does that all the time. They take away all the uh, wired stuff, and now they're making the wireless earbuds because they know you're going to lose them. Yeah, like they're yeah. like the MacBooks they they make. Um, you know how like you can change like uh, like other computers, you can change like the processor mm-hmm. or hard drive. You can just like mm-hmm. unscrew it. Uh, like 
like newer MacBooks now, or just new Macs. You gotta, you gotta go to Genius to they, do it. They, they jolted it in, like they, they sealed it in to the point where it, you, gotta, you can't try to take it out or replace it. Yeah, I think you have to take it to the, the, the Apple store, actually, I think. No, you just have to buy another MacBook. Oh, another that's MacBook? Like, that's way stronger than the one you have. I mean, yeah, Apple is like really restrictive on, like even our iPhones, you, they still, you can't put a like, you can't put a USB in there to, you know, even put music that yeah. you have on your computer. You yeah. gotta go straight through iTunes. But um, that's, 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 they can make up the rules because, like, they know people are going to buy their shit every year. So, like, nobody, they don't have a choice. That's why you need, like, competition to put fares to companies that force them to make changes. You can't just have one big dog. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, that's why. There would be no good change that comes yeah. out of it. And it would be like, oh, let me funnel everybody into that's, this thing. Yeah, that's why I go, I, will, I go to see DC movies and Marvel movies. Because if you just skip out of all the DC movies, Marvel makes all the money, then they have no reason to make themselves better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, you gotta, yeah. so you gotta, you gotta put your money in different places. Um, Models is shutting down, so shout out to Models. <laughs> they just went bankrupt. I, I'm guessing all the money's going to Dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was enough Models news for the week. Um, for the year. For the year. I don't know. Uh-huh. Adidas sweatpants. Uh, Amazon orders. Now they now they got their own. Drivers for Amazon, so they just deliver yeah, it to your doorstep. Take a photo of it, send it to you. I got scanned from Amazon last week. Um, I spent, I bought a new microphone, one day shipping, never came. Mm. Shout out to Amazon. I got my refund though, but <laughs> um, yeah, you saw the videos like the Amazon fleet, and they had like it was like two thousand vans just par- parked in Jeff Bezos' backyard or some shit. Like he's 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 just he's I'm, he's gearing up for something. I don't know, but this rich motherfucker, he just has like a you just everywhere you go, you just see Amazon vans. So he's just going to build the biggest company ever. What do you guys think about like philanthropy and business? Philanthropy. Um, I mean, if it's your money, you shouldn't be like feel compelled to um, to give back if you don't want to. But like when you're Jeff Bezos, you literally have enough money to end hunger in America without even like it hurting your pockets. Mm. So it's like, I don't know, that's something that I, I would do. But I'm not going to get mad if he doesn't want to donate his money, even though he does. But like. Um, yeah. it's hard to like you can't just give money to everybody it, you gotta like you can't just give money like you know the thousand dollars a month plan that like Andrew Yang was gonna do yeah, freedom dividend yeah that some some people argue that it takes away like their drive to actually go get a job and stuff they're just gonna sit back and let the income let the um the money come in once a month and yeah. that's what really runs America is like the American dream of being successful one day so yeah. that makes you go out and start your own business. That's why some rules gotta get broken. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the way I see technology, it's just it's just another tool for us. Like why why can't yeah, I just is. sit home, walk around, while my dinner bot makes you some dinner, my cleaning bot cleans my, my whole house because yeah. I made a mess. That's all part of human evolution. Just make things easier. Yeah. And that's what technology is like the and best then thing. Then that's I the get best, money from the government. It's the like, best that, that we have. That's that's the best thing. I can sit and make music all mm-hmm. day. You ever seen Wally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's that yeah that's that's how I feel like the future. If I had a prediction, so it would be Wally. No, nah, not that. It's <laughs> not going to be that, but it's going to be like everybody's going to be lazy because we have all this technology to do the work yeah. for us. Like now, you know, we have self-checkout machines that are doing our uh, groceries for us. They have machines to do grocery shopping for you. Uh, you know, they have the drone in some places where Amazon just delivers the package for you. So yeah. They just cut out all the middlemen. So I just feel like that, you know, all the middle-class workers, well, all the... Uh, Minimum wage workers will be cut out. Mm. You know, it's gonna be poverty stricken. More, more. Everybody else is in poverty. Yeah, yeah. Doubled. 
since we have machines to rely on, and, and when we have machines to rely on, you really don't. But that's, that's consumerism right there. Yeah. Like I'm not out. Like I wouldn't agree with consumerism. Yeah. That's like that's overconsumption. Like that's yeah. that's how you get fat. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's something that I like that that Wally points out, where it's just like you know that that overconsumption. But these guys can be beautiful tools. Like, yeah, exactly. These these machines can be so beautiful. If useful if you use yeah. them properly. Yeah, if they're used properly. Yeah. Not just slapping you know. your face all the time. You wake out the bed. The, the robot is fixing you breakfast. Yeah, kind of yeah. The robot is brushing your teeth. The robot is washing your ass for you. <laughs> like, the robot is just your parent now, and then you don't got nothing else to do yeah. but just sit you there. Just sit you just sit in the chair all day, yeah, and be lazy. Yeah. You know you know what studies show when you're just sitting in the house all day without no consumption of sunlight. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, mostly everything that a human can do, like, a robot can be programmed to do it, but, like, there's some things a human can do better than a robot, but you, eventually you can program the robot to do something. Like, of course. Even though it, it'll maybe take more time to stock a store if it's a robot doing it, possibly, but you can still get a robot to do that. I mean, you know, a robot, robot doesn't even have to look human. Exactly. Like, we, yeah, could, our, the human ego is so big that we had to make a robot look like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but nah, give we're, it like, we're flesh robots. Give it, like, gender-specific uh, features and stuff. Like, we're, we're completely different. Like, we got these organs, we got, we got veins that run, that pumps blood through us, yeah. like, that we're, we're, we're trying to that we but you know those those who are trying to advance technology mm-hmm. you know reflecting humans as a way to say oh like this robot is a thing that that is that is like us when it when it isn't like a robot could be a bunch of blocks that, that are put together and they will like rotate with each other or you know they would fix up they, they can move manipulate itself together become a stand for you so that you can use it or it becomes like a little tub so that you can just go, you, you know, you sit on it and it moves you across somewhere, you know? To me, that that's what more, when I think of robots, like that's what I want to think about. Yeah. Instead of some like android yeah. looking thing that's just trying to help me out. Like that's, that's, that's almost gross in my opinion. Yeah, it should yeah. make your life easier. That's what robots should do. It should make life easier. We shouldn't rely on robots. Yeah. It shouldn't be our parents. It should be a tool we can utilize. That's exactly. how I feel about it. Yeah, you mean like hand in hand or yeah. something? I mean, that's what a cell phone is basically at this mm-hmm. point. Just like that's our personal assistant for like basically every human on earth. Eventually, it's probably going to be put into your body as a chip somewhere. It's, somebody's going to be the first person to accept our it. Conscious or transmitted uh-huh. into the computer. <laughs> yeah, possibly. That's going to come to a point. Like, um, it's all inevitable, like I think, though, because like businesses are always going to look for ways to save money. So. When you get a robot to do labor, you don't have to pay a human. So eventually, they're going to start developing more and more things, just like self-driving trucks, um, people that stock stores, unload a truck. It's all going to come. It's all going to come. You know, down to a robot. Possibly, yeah. Optimus Prime stocking a Walmart shelf. (laughs) 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 Knocking down, knocking down everything. Yeah, let me get the sanitizer. You in the way, bro? But yeah, shout out to Optimus Prime and all the uh, Autobots out there. Evil cor- corporations, Decepticons. <laughs> I feel like the Decepticons will be the McDonald's ice cream machine. <laughs> Never working, yeah. Being deceiving. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Um, so do you guys have a expected release date for Ghost of a Scholar? Yeah, Sunday is right? Yeah, Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, so okay. Ghost, Ghost of a Scholar comes out on uh, March 15th, mm-hmm. 2020. And does um, your group have an Instagram, or you just guys go off a separate account? Uh, we we have an Instagram for the group. Okay, what's what's yeah? The so thing? so for the Instagram is three fifty nine official. Okay, cool, cool. Oh. Uh, we're at about like an hour right now. What time is it? 
You guys got to go to work. Yeah, we well, yeah, gotta go to work right now. All right. So, um, yeah, that was our guest for today, episode 112. Uh, you want to introduce? Well, give your ad names again so they can go follow you guys. Give any any websites that they can go purchase uh, the album, go stream it. Do that now. Yeah, my name is Alexander Dung. I go by my stage name Xander Cho. I'm one half of 359. Um, you can you can find this album. You can stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Deezer. All, all, all sorts of platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my name is Azaris Melendez. You can catch me on my Instagram, Azaris, A-Z-A-R-I-S dot Kiwi. And again, the other half of 359. Find our, uh, find our music on all streaming platforms. And uh, hope to see, uh, hope to hear from you guys. Yeah, remember to wash your hands every day. Sanitizer, everything. And we're out. Uh, go follow Finesse Valley as well. Um, his school got shut down mm-hmm. for the coronavirus. <laughs> Maybe he'll be back. I don't know. But yeah. Shout out to everybody.